Curiosity. Kill the rat. Curiosity. Kill the rat. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Curiosity Killed the Rat. My name is Matt. I am a science enthusiast, and I am recording from lands traditionally owned by the Noongar people. But mm. not only me today mm. is recording from said lands. Who else is here? Yeah. Hello, folks. I'm, as usual, here on the show. Uh, my name is Cade, and I am a neuroscientist, um, and also just like a science enthusiast of all other sciences as well. Of course. Um, the regular scientist on this podcast, and I today i'm here in in noongar country with matt Hello. we're in person baby uh, oh yeah same side of the country yeah Let's go. i'm over here for a quick little quick little holiday which you know as a result just pre-apology team if you listen to this podcast regularly you'll be familiar with the the format we usually have a listener question at the end a little bit shorter episode today we're a bit time poor because we're trying to crunch an in-person episode in, so I did gonna... a bad organization and communication and there was a mix up about a number of microphones in Look, a certain location. Anyway, we're here, we're doing it. Apologies, <laughs> no listener question, but please keep sending your listener questions, curiosityrat at gmail.com and next episode we'll be back on track with those. Hell yeah. Hey, maybe we'll even do like a... Uh... We should do like a listener question only episode where we just smash out a bunch of listener questions. Oh, cues. maybe. Well, to do that, folks, you're going to need to send us a few more listener questions <laughs> to like bulk us up. There's, there's one or two in there still to answer, but there's not an episode's worth. So please, folks, fill fill, fill our inbox Hell yeah. with your questions. Um, so what, pray tell, mm. are we talking about today? Well, I want to talk about Bones. I want to do a Bone episode. Um, do you ever watch Bones? No. In the show. The show. Nathan Fillion? No. I don't. I no, don't know. Nathan Fillion played the Bones knockoff in that Brooklyn Nine-Nine episode where they were parodying shows like Bones But is and it Castle. because he was in it? No, Castle. Was he in Castle? Maybe he was in Castle. I don't know. Anyway, we're not, I don't know. <laughs> Bones, that that show is like a crime mm. show, right? It's like a buddy cop, like that classic trope of, you know, oh, police person gets in consultant and this guy knows Bones and his name is Bones. Mm. <laughs> Bones. But we're not talking about crime today, are we? No, no. We're talking about bones as in like the things in our body. Um, yes. They're like, because look, I think bones are underrated in that they seem kind of boring, right? Like if you think I'm like, oh, I'm going to pick a part of the body to talk about. Let's talk about the bone, the bit, yes. just the structure, the scaffold, right? That's, that's because that's our what, endoskeleton. Yeah. Um, that's what we think about when we think about bones. Or that's what, okay, I'm not going to say we, I'm not going to generalize. Maybe you guys realized how fucking sick bones were, um, before <laughs> this, but I only kind of recently realized how fucking sick bones are. Mm. Cause like, okay, first of all, what we think about normally with bones, which are all true. They're all things that we do, do, ha, um, do, do. They all say, yeah. Yeah. So first, okay. What we, what we normally think about when we think about bones, which are all real things. It's all what the, the bones do, do, lol, do, do. Um, but, you know, bones protect your organs, first of all. Um, don't know if you think about that one so much, but like your no. ribs, for example, yeah. they're, they're a cage. They're a protective cage for like the important shit, like your heart and lungs, etc. You know, your, your yeah. brain, it, it has a pretty solid oh, yeah. protective covering in, in your skull. Um, so that's, that's a pretty important role that they play. Kind of boring, but you know, important. Um, they also attach obviously to our muscles and are what move when we move our limbs and stuff. They're like yeah. the pulling thing. So, cause muscles, you know, go listen to our muscles episode, <laughs> but you know, they contract and they pull, but they need something to pull on. 
And so yeah. it's the bones. Um, and the it's bones also are like that rigid scaffolding. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's, work, that's, it's know? the scaffolding of the body. It's the rafters. It's the, you know, important, but kind of boring, except that they're not just the dry, dead scaffolding, right? Like bones, they're like, they're wet. They're living tissue, which we don't, I don't know. We don't think about I mean, it. It's so weird to me. I've, I've seen, you know, on the internet a number of times, the whole idea of, oh, if you think about it, our skeletons are wet, our bones are wet. But mm. just because, you know, we're suspended little meat sacks and the bones are just covered in blood and goo and water. And but not just the, the outside of the bones, the inside of the bones. Wet insides? Well, okay, we'll get there. Because this is <laughs> this is about to blow your mind then even more than I hoped. Because Go on. Let's just think about, okay, first thing I want to think about, or at least actually first what I want to say is just, yeah. I was thinking about why, why is there this misconception of like, why do we just think about bones as being these dry, you know, things. And Normally it's when we see them outside the body, you know, they're, exactly. they, they be dry. That's be the thing. They'd be out. Um, because, skeletons be dry. Yeah. The only time we see the skeleton of something exactly is that it's been so dead for so long that the rest of it has dried up. Yeah. But no, so bone, first of all, is living tissue in the sense that it constantly replaces itself. Like lifelong, every year, 10% of your bone is replaced, right? So as the mineral content of your bone is constantly renewed, we essentially get a new skeleton every 10 years. Shipothesis, are you the same you 10 years <laughs> down the line? I don't know. Oh, well, you know, we'll ask Vsauce that one. Yeah. I mean, I um, figured like the bones would, you know, replenish themselves and obviously bones grow when they heal when you break yeah, them. Yeah. But I would have thought, you know, maybe just the marrow was the bit that would change out. And, you know, once you're a fully grown adult person with all your bones, you know. Um. You no, they're, they're that, constantly, there's constant remodeling. So I'll, I'll get into a little bit more detail later, mm. but there, there's this constant balance. There are cells that break bone down and there are cells that, that build bone and they both exist and they're both constantly working, replenishing, eating, replenishing, eating. It's, it's very cool. Yeah. Um, but that, so that's how they're living in a sense, right? Living, mm. breathing, growing constantly. Um, they're not just kind of grown and they're done. Yeah. But then also, so there's the hard bone, which is on the outside. Which is what nice. we're that's the that's the <laughs> compact bone, but hey, that's well only now. like one component of bones. Like you mentioned bone marrow before, Matt, right? Yeah. So the, the soft, spongy, fatty tissue. And it's delicious. Yeah. And it's wet because it's got a shit ton of blood vessels. And it's also where we make the blood, which I will get to, mm. right? Because our bones are blood factories, which is... See, that I did know. I don't know the details but about blood it. is wet, right? And if yeah. blood's being made inside the bone, of course, inside the bone is wet. Because it's blood that in the make, bone. That makes sense. And if it makes wet, then it's wet. Yeah, vascular blood vessel supply. But I'm just, I'm going to keep saying, we'll get there, we'll get there. Because, you know, I want to I want to cover off the the less interesting stuff first. Because it's still kind of interesting. And if we get to the cool shit, then this will... Well, I mean, we've got to establish the uh, foundation. Yeah, on exactly. Which, you know... I'm going to keep you, you know, wanting more. Keep listening. <laughs> keep edging um, Go on. So, I will. <laughs> what I think is really weird... We have more bones. Babies have more bones than adults do. When you're born, you have about 300 bones. Where do the bones go? And as an adult, you have about 206. So I guess we have like three skull bones or something they when fuse. we're a baby. And exactly. They and there's that squishy bit where if you push on it, you can get um, a permanent head dimple. Mm. So there's that, but it's all like all throughout the body. There are so many places where they're separate bones when you're kind of growing as a baby and then they fuse together. Yeah, and so, right. you know... Even as a child, like growing kind of, you know, mm. up till about age, you know, 10 or so, I think a lot of your bones are still kind of fusing. And then even later in life, your bones are not fully kind of established until, oh, I didn't write it down, but it was it was a lot later in life 
than I realized and I expected, like maybe like early 20s kind yeah. of vibe. Because um, that's when like brain stops developing and yeah. we just kind of generally assume that's when we hit our prime and we yeah. start kind of um, aging from that Yeah, point, and the know? bones are the same and they're, so they're fusing together. So you have fewer bones, and but they're... So is it they're around the early 20s that they yeah. stop fusing? That's that's whack. Yeah. That's wackadoodle. Yeah. Um, what I also think is wackadoodle of those 206 bones, um, more than half of your bones are in your hands and your feet. Wait, so babies start with like 300. So like Bob- we, we lose like 100 bones. Yeah, so we lose about a third of our bones and then 106 of those 206 are in your hands and feet. 54 in your hands, fingers and wrists, 26... Damn. The human foot. They're fucking intricate. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Whack. Um, but I want to talk about just 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 briefly uh a very interesting bone that I learned about in this uh bone research, which is, is one it that the penis bone. It is the penis bone. Do you oh, know, what I do you know about a penis bone? Well, I know that humans don't have one. Yeah. I know that some animals do. Yeah. Um, but I don't know which animals. I want to say dogs, maybe. Um, well, most placental mammals have it's called the baculum but baculum. we're going to call it the penis bone because, because it is also it is also known as the penis bone because that's what it that's what, that's it what it is it's called that because that's um, the way that it is because it's it's <laughs> a penis bone um so essentially it's it's absent from the human penis um but present in the penises of some primates such as the gorilla and the chimpanzee they have penis bones is there a purpose um, for the penis bone is it like to take place of erections and humans are just special because we can get hard without the need for a bone look i i I just love, because I'll tell you why humans don't have one. And I love that you've just taken the, we don't have one because we don't need one because Mm. anyway. We're special and good and awesome. It's because your fantastic is definitely, mm -hmm, we'll get, okay, this is going to be fun. (laughs) First, I'll just tell you a little bit more about it, right? So it's what's called an extra skeletal bone, as in it's not attached to the rest of the skeleton. It instead kind of floats daintily at the end of the penis. (gasps) Floaty bone. Floaty penis bone. floater. Um, So depending on the animal, they range in size quite significantly from under a millimeter to nearly a meter long. Oh, shit. Um, I want to say whales. Whales have the meter penis, right? And they they vary in shape as well from needle-like spines to uh, fork-like prongs in, in different animals. Oh. So the walrus is an interesting one, is is the good one, where it's a two-foot-long uh, club, <laughs> which is about one-sixth one of its body length. Oh, um, boy. Whereas the poor old uh, ring-tailed lemur only has a centimeter-long baculum, which is about a 40th of its body length. So they vary not only in size proportional to the body, but mm. in terms of, like, how much within the body, like a sixth of the body to a 40th of the body. Like, it's not just little animals have little ones, big ones have big ones. It's different things that make the sizes different. And so essentially... I'll tell you why it's a bit. Yeah. Okay. So to come back to your question about purpose, like why, why mm. it's been proposed essentially, look, it's a bit rapey. Actually, it's a lot rapey. I'm very glad that humans uh, don't have one yes. because it, it helps prolong. It's called intromission, which is essentially just the vaginal penetration. How long you're in there, how long the sex lasts. Right. It means Stamina. that once you've hooked in, the female can't get away until you're done. I've heard about that with ducks and their corkscrew penises. Yeah, it's it's know. that's pretty much what that's the leading theory at the moment as to what it's there for. Okay. Because what's interesting, it also then relates to the size of it. So researchers have found that 
Over the entire course of like primate evolution, having a baculum has been linked to longer intromission duration um, in the sense that the longer, uh, the longer, the longer the sex, the longer the dick bone, um, the shorter duration of sex required before ejaculation, the shorter the, um, and if anything. So it's just a lose-lose for small dicks. eh? Um, yeah. And, and animals that don't go for over three minutes don't need one. Essentially it's for ones that, so so essentially what (laughs) about humans? Um, yeah, yeah. So if the penis bone is so important, you know, why don't we have one? Well, essentially it's because yeah, humans don't make it to this prolonged intromission category because the average duration for penetration to ejaculation for human males is less than two minutes. Yeah, that checks then out. Then again, the study that I was reading that was like, oh, the average time is less than two minutes. It was a, it was a paper from 1948 that they cited mm. for this. Um, and I was going to keep going down this rabbit hole and read this 1948 paper about males coming in less than two minutes, but I decided I'm no longer on the topic of bones and I need to just like... <laughs> You're on the topic of boning, <laughs> I think. You yeah, know, You exactly. can go on that uh, digression for, a, you know... A, amount of time because it's funny and it's bone related and there's yeah. penis bones but you know um, but it's that's not where a I'm, dick episode I'm it's honestly episode. that's where I'm gonna leave that's fair because you know uh, you know I, I could I could say something um, I'm not going to. no <laughs> so I want to I want to bring us back to the actual bones that humans do have yes um and the fact that they fucking make blood because this to yeah. me is so like we kind of know it we're like oh yeah bones make blood but like if you stop and think about that what the fuck? The blood factories. Right? I mean, I guess where right? else are we going to make blood? The spleen? Well, well I don't know what the spleen does. I mean, does, okay. But... Okay. Well, this is interesting because <laughs> I think it's really weird that humans make blood in the bones. And it turns out it is actually also weird compared to other animals. Not all animals make oh. blood in their bones. So we're special again. Yeah. So birds also make blood in their bones. Um, fish make blood in their kidneys. That surprises me that birds do because Birds, birds are known for like air. hollow bones and yeah, shit. Yeah, bird so they bones can fly. are really, really interesting. But they still fit. They have air sacs that are also connected factories. to their lungs. Um, but they also make blood. Air sa- they got lung bones. Birds have lung bones. Well, I could once again. I'm trying to talk about human bones in this episode. Um, but other species bones are so fucking interesting. Oh, we'll, we'll we'll try. Um, we'll circle back to bird bones either this episode or another mm, one because mm, I'm intrigued. Yeah. Um, Maybe another one when we've got a bit more time, but um Yeah, well, pterosaur side note on the on the hollow air sac lung bones, pterosaurs, which are not dinosaurs but were around at the same time as dinosaurs and were also these like winged Are they the um, precursors to mammals or am I thinking of a different No, thing? no, they were like like the pterodactyl is oh, not right. actually a Terror dinosaur. spelled with a p yes. kind of pterodactyl. Yeah, so yeah, pterosaur um, as in the pterodactyl, which everyone thinks the pterodactyl is a dinosaur. It's not. It's a pterosaur, which is similar to a dinosaur, but not quite. They were alive at the same time, but gotcha. they fly. Um, but they have they they have these really really or have had extinct now um, the ability to like their bones were connected to their lungs through these like air. Anyway, yeah. and then birds have kind of developed a similar thing separately. Very cool. Very weird. But human bones, Horns. we can't breathe with them, but we do make our blood in them. Fish make their blood in their kidneys. Mm -hmm. Frogs, blood production tends to start in the liver or the kidneys and then move to the bones as the cells grow up. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So like, also, if you think about it, right, blood connects to literally everything in your body, right? So blood could literally come from anywhere. Like why, why did we go with bones? I would, my, my guess would be because 
of how we talked about how protective they are, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And blood is a very fucking important thing. So mm, to have your so blood factory inside, inside the, the hard, hard bone. fucking shit, yeah. you know, it's probably going to be okay, you know? I mean, that is- Is it made in all of our bones? Do every single one of our bones produce blood or is it just the big honkin' bazonkas? Honkin' bazonkas. Well- that's a good question because there are different types of bone that have different types of makeup. But as far as I'm aware, all of the bones that have bone marrow, because yeah. it's the marrow where it happens, which mm. is most of our bones have the compact bone on the outside and marrow on the inside. If it's yeah. got the marrow, then blood be made. Blood, blood be blood be made. And it's a good the protection one, the hard one is a good um theory. And it may be true or it may be at least partly contributing to why yeah. it's a good idea. And because, you know, as with most science, we're not 100% sure, but the leading kind of theory, and I've got some interesting shit uh, to suggest why this may be the case, mm-hmm. um, it's because it's dark inside the bones. Oh. It shelters you from the light. So It is the most dark place in our body, mm, theoretically. Mm-hmm. So essentially, this protects the blood-generating cells from damage. So just to kind of pull us back and give us a little bit more uh, background first, the important cells um, that you need to know about that exist in the bone marrow, we've got something called hematopoetic stem cells, the hematopoietic stem cells. Right. So the hematopoietic bit just means they're blood making. So it's not all stem cells do this. These are bloody stem cells. Hashtag not all stem cells. Hashtag bloody stem cells. Hashtag bloody progenitor cells. But they've stem cells, which can stem cells are just cells that haven't chosen which cell they're going to grow up to be yet, right? Cells we in can superposition. form their future. They're little kindergartners. What do you mm. want to be when you grow up, kid? I want to be an astronaut. Um, yeah, I want to make blood. Different stem cells can like make uh, different types of cells. So there are some types of stem cells that can grow up to be anything they want to be because they're, I don't know, privileged. And then there are some (laughs) stem cells that only have a couple of options to grow up to because that's just the nature of the world, you know? Yeah. Depends on a bunch of things. What's that like? Um, So, (laughs) yeah, I don't know know, because I'm pretty fucking privileged, to be honest. Um, So (laughs) Yeah, look, same. The hematopoietic stem cells, they're going to grow up to be blood cells. Yeah. Um, Okay. And what's important to know about blood cells, oh, sorry, about stem cells, is that all stem cells in the body have what is called a niche, which is just an area of tissue that provides a very specific microenvironment for these, like, cells to hang out in and keep just self-renewing in this, like, young, naive, infant hope for the future, but not growing up yet, Peter Pan, Neverland world, right? Um, And the other cells in this environment interact with the stem cells to sort of maintain them, promote their differentiation. And so the niche for these like bloody stem cells is the bone marrow, um, which is really interesting. And damage to these cells can create mutations in their genome essentially. And so this is where, you know, the, the dark comes in because we can limit these mutations. So if you think about sunlight, Right. And we kind of, we know this, right? We know about sunburn, UV yeah. light from the sun. We did a whole episode on sunscreen recently. Yeah, exactly. So mute, sunlight, UV light can cause mutations in your, your skin cells and fuck yeah. with that. can also do it to your hematopoietic. Blood cells. Blood cells, stem cells. Yeah. Um, and so that's really potentially interesting. It's like, okay, 
So, but it gets more interesting than that. So it's like, okay, we understand maybe why dark is important. This seems like a good idea, similar to the protection one, but what, what makes this one more convincing than the protection one? So there's this idea that, um, actually I won't jump to it. I'll just, about 40 years ago, there was a researcher and he hypothesized that the reason, well, not the reason, sort of the time point that, that blood making cells sort of migrated into the bones um, was around the same time that the vertebrates migrated onto the land. And he was kind of like, I have this idea that when we've moved onto land and we've become land animals, that's when we've shoved our our thing into, into the bones. Because underwater, right, the sun's rays get scattered and the light is more diffuse. Yeah. Um, on the land, the light is more direct. So the animals are going to be more vulnerable to this UV damage, right? Um, and as I mentioned before, fish mm. make their blood in the kidneys. Yeah. Very interesting, very interesting. But it's like, okay, so there wasn't, that was kind of the theory. There wasn't heaps of like ev- hard evidence to support this beyond it's just like, I it's mean, making like, sense I'd be so far, right? looking at things like lungfish and whales that were mm. once on land and now are back in the water and see where do they make their mm. blood, you know? Okay. Well, I mean, that's, that's, that's an interesting way to go about it. Mm. Um, and they kind of, I don't know, some people probably were doing stuff like this, but essentially 40 years ago, there wasn't a whole lot to back up this escaping the sun hypothesis beyond just this seems to make sense, but like, yeah, I'm not convinced yet. Okay. But then in 2018, there was a nature paper that was uh, published, which published evidence that the blood producing cells of fish mm-hmm. also seek sun protection. Stay with me. This is interesting. So the researchers were examining zebrafish specifically, and they weren't looking for this, by the way. They were, (laughs) so essentially, I'll get to it. What they were, they discovered when they were looking at these zebrafish that they had little umbrellas of melanocytes um, covering their kidneys. So if you remember before I said kidneys is where the fish make their blood and melanocytes. Melanocytes are essentially just these, these pigment producing cells, right? And so in these fish, they form an opaque layer over the kidneys, right? It's like, it's like a little umbrella. It's like a little sunshade, little (laughs) sun parasol, right? Um, On their kidneys specifically. On their kidneys, which is where their hematopoietic stem cells live. So, it was discovered accidentally because, so I've got a quote here from the first author of the paper, uh, Dr. Cap. I was trying to look at uh, blood stem cells under the microscope, but a layer of melanocytes above the kidney just kept blocking my view. Like, what a pain. What a, like, what an arsehole. And it's like, but the shape of the melanocytes above the kidney reminded me of a parasol. So I thought, do they also provide UV protection to these blood stem cells. So, so far, interesting, right? That's, that's, but, that's you know, I'd say that's another piece of evidence yeah, in support of the hypothesis. It's, it's supporting, but I don't think alone that that is enough to prove that the goal is sun protection, right? Yeah. So what the research team did is they then essentially genetically engineered zebrafish that couldn't make these little umbrellas just to see what happened. They deleted the genes yeah. of the melanocytes. I love that that's something we have the power know, to do. Right? That's cool. a little bit scary, but you know. <laughs> yeah, it is a bit, but you can. we, we can't quite do it in humans yet, so that's good. Yes. Um, mm. <laughs> but they made zebrafish that couldn't yeah. produce little kidney umbrellas, right? And then they- Umbrellas. <laughs> yep. <laughs> then Sorry. they exposed these little uh, umbrella-less fish to yep. UV radiation and they found that the number of hematopoietic stem cells decreased 
in the ones so that didn't have. So the UV have... did affect the stem cell. Stem, yeah. Stem so, cells. Stem cells. <laughs> yep. So the the blood making stem cells, there were less of them in the yeah. ones that didn't have the little protective umbrella. So once again, I think that- The uh, case what, is getting stronger mm, and stronger. And it wasn't just the ones that didn't have the umbrella. It was <laughs> after they were exposed to UV radiation, to yeah. sunlight. Um, so the case is getting stronger and stronger, but this is the bit that really like cinches it for me. The final nail in the coffin. Mm-hmm. So they went back to their normal zebrafish that have these little umbrellas on the top. Yep. And they turned them upside down <laughs> and they irradiated them. And they also lost yeah. their hematopoietic stem cells but because zebrafish the don't swim need upside to evolve down. It. Yeah, because no. they don't swim upside down. And the down. sun is above, yeah. right? So all of this together, right, seems to really confirm that this melanocyte umbrella was physically shielding the kidneys from the sun's rays coming down. Holy shit. Yeah, right? Um, and then they found these in other fish species as well, not just zebrafish, um, catfish, lampreys. And so that's really interesting. Then the researchers noted that there was a similar sort of pattern in the liver and kidneys of different species of tadpoles, right? Mm. And the interesting thing, remember how I said frogs, they they start off their blood production sort of in the kidneys or the liver, depending on the species. And then as they grow up, the blood production moves to their bones. Yeah. Well, let's have a think about Frogs, for example, right? Uh, um, they what happens? start into water mm-hmm. and they end up on land. Mm. So when they're in the water, yeah. it, it's in the place where there is more sun protection, mm. i.e. the organs. And mm. then when they uh, grow up all big and strong and move onto land, it switches to bones yeah. because sunlight yeah. outside. Um, very, very likely escape the, yeah, right? And so that's, that's essentially cool. what we think happened to, like, humans, but on a big evolutionary scale, not like a one-lifetime point yeah. kind of um, thing, which is just really, I don't know. I think that's pretty much all I have to say about the blood production of bones. What, uh, I, what I wonder, right, is if blood is produced in our bones and it's in there because it's a dark and really well-shielded place, mm. what about people who break their bones? Have we found people with broken bones might end up with, like, blood disorders or is there like a higher well, risk of I mean, them maybe getting if those you mutations, broke you know? all of your bones. Right. Um, because like, I think if you lost the ability to produce blood in some of your bones, you're still making enough blood for it to not affect the body. Right. Yeah. But if universally all of your blood producing cells were located somewhere else that was then damaged, that would yeah. become a problem. Yeah. Um, but I haven't looked into it, so I don't okay. know specifically. Um, all I'm hypothesizing is not necessarily that you wouldn't be able to produce blood anymore, but the blood you would be producing is exposed to possible mutations. But hopefully, I guess if it's just one bone and a couple of mutations, your white blood cells will be like, pow, 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 mm. gone. Mm. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. It is interesting. It's interesting. I want to talk about just quickly one other dope thing about bones. There's that they produce hormones. Yeah. Um, essentially. Do Which, they? you know, hormones we talked about the last episode on testosterone, right? Are just chemical signaling because bones, they've got to communicate constantly yeah. with, with the rest of the body. That makes but sense. But what is really weird, so essentially there is a hormone called adiponectin. Adiponectin. Which adipose tissue, I don't know. But when the body is low on incoming calories, your bone marrow fat cells can sense that and they start producing this hormone, adiponectin. That makes your the other cells in your body more sensitive to insulin, which just increases the amount of sugar that the cells can take up. 
And at the same time, it also triggers, triggers cells in the skeletal muscle to start using the energy more efficiently. So if you're feeling hungry, like, I don't know, feeling hungry in your bones, it's like, that's the thing, your bones can sense when you're hungry and yeah. signal to the rest of your body, be more efficient with the energy we have. Your bones do that. I can cells feel in it your, in my bones. Yeah, right? I never thought of like hormones as something that would be produced in the bones. I always think mm. of hormones as like, you know, brain and or mm. sex and or puberty. Yeah, so exactly. it's like your balls or your brain. That's and it. they do more than that. They produce a hormone called osteocalcin, which increases the amount of sugar taken up by the muscle cells yeah. um, and is also related to that hunger. But then there's also the reverse of that. We know when we're full to the bones as well, because <laughs> osteoblasts, like the cells that break down bone, osteoblasts, they, they produce another hormone called lipocal lipocalin 2. Essentially, this is a protein that has the ability to cross the blood-brain barrier, go into your brain, and suppress the hunger signal sent oh, out by your brain what? when you're full. Literally um, full to the bones. Yeah. So there are mouse models also. So it crosses the blood-brain barrier, and it can also cross the placenta and might help the developing brain. In Like, oh. all of these are hormones. I don't know. There's a whole bunch of, like, cool experiments about it, and I don't want to, like... Go it's almost on. like the bones themselves are organs if they're doing this they are. much They literally are. Like, like, this is why I wanted to do a bone episode because we're just yeah. like, okay, structural scaffolding, cool, it's whatever. It's like we think of them as no, the support we to make hold the blood and shit. hormones and like fucking bones, man. Structural and productive. Underrated body parts, I oh fucking my reckon. God. But um, is there a way that they can tell us that we're bad to the bones? I don't need a hormone to tell me that. I just know it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I feel like I have barely scratched the surface of bones as well. Because well, that's, like, that's good. You don't want to scratch too deep. Otherwise, they'll get exposed to UV and, and that'll damage our uh, blood-producing stem cells. Yeah, you'll fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> so maybe we'll but do it. with a, a penis bone you know, we don't have further, one No, no. Bone episode, and I'll talk about bird bone. Oh, I don't know. There's so Bones much. Bones part two, electric boogaloo. Maybe electric we'll bone galoot. No, but that will do us for today, folks. I think that is that is enough. That's a you can go away and think about how maybe you should give your bones a little bit more appreciation. <laughs> give um, your bones a pat on the back. <laughs> <laughs> on the back bones. On the, yep. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I think <laughs> we need to wrap this one up. Thank you so much for listening, folks. We'll be back with another full-length episode, including a listener question next month. So get excited for that one. Shoot us your questions, curiosityrat at gmail.com. If you don't already follow us on social media, you can at curiosityrat on Twitter, on Instagram, We've got a Facebook page. Hell yeah. And we have a Patreon. So if you appreciate the hard work that we do, smashing out a podcast recording on our holiday, you know, <laughs> um, and you have a couple of bucks to shoot our way to help us keep being able to do this please do we welcome it but mm -hmm. if you don't also like hugely of no course. pressure i want to i think everyone deserves to know how fucking sick their bones are exactly it's you guys you dope down it's to the how bone. the world works it's cool to mm. learn what is actually fuck going on inside yeah you. so this is my free gift to you if you can't afford <laughs> it bones dope shit hell um, yeah uh well catch you later everybody peace <laughs> Curiosity. Kill the rat.